The Secret of Contentment. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Uh, It's good to be together again today to study God's Word. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13, and the focus of our study today will be on the issue of contentment. Um, I think we live in a world that is largely discontent. I think we live in a world that isn't satisfied for very long with what it has, with its situation, um, with uh, the experiences uh, that uh, it has in life. And I think we live in a culture that drives us for pursuing this mindset of bigger, better, more, more, more. And we create this artificial urgency uh, for progress and growth and moving on and having bigger and better. And um, I think that's a culturally driven value that often runs antithetical, runs against the grain of uh, the call of God in Christ. Um, Contentment is an important spiritual quality Uh, to cultivate within our hearts and within our lives. Um, Discontentment is to look at the provision of our lives, to look at the situation of our lives and say, I'm not satisfied with that. Now, it may make sense that there are places that we wind up that we're not satisfied being in. There's a healthy discontentment, um, a godly discontentment. And I think that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit saying, this is not a good place for you. But if it's discontentment around uh, material things, around wealth, around status, around achievement, and all of these types of things that the world sort of nudges us to pursue because these are the values of the world, then I think that kind of discontentment uh, is something that we need to check in our hearts in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, why am I discontent with my situation? Why am I discontent with what you've provided for me? Why am I discontented with this sense of maybe not measuring up to or attaining uh, the wealth and achievement of others? That is a deeply personal thing that we have to wrestle with in the presence of God. Today, in our teaching in Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13, Paul uh, tells us um, his secret to a life of contentment. And I think these are Very important and very instructive words for us. Uh, But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. And um, Lord Jesus, may it be our great desire, may it be our great ambition to be content in your holy presence. Lord, would we be content with you and you alone? Would we be content, Lord God, with what you provide? with what your will for our lives is, would we be content pursuing only those things that you desire for us? Oh God, fill our hearts with holy contentment that we might be only discontented in this life when when we're living apart from you, when we're walking in opposition to your will for our lives. Father, fill our hearts and our minds today with your with your spirit and with your presence that we might know you and grow uh, in our walk with you. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you so very much for this time to study your word. 
Speak through it loudly today, we pray in your name. Amen. All right, this is Philippians 4, 10 through 13. Paul writes, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at the last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You see, Paul is writing this letter, as we mentioned earlier in this text, uh, from his rented home on house arrest, probably in Rome, awaiting his sentencing for the religious charges that wound him up getting in trouble in the first place. Uh, Paul, as you know from other teachings in the New Testament, was shipwrecked. Uh, He was lashed. He was punished for being a Christian. Um, And this is not the only time that Paul was in jail (laughs) or in trouble for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul got in trouble for the very best thing that you can get in trouble for, and that is boldly proclaiming the name of Jesus in the face of political realities that were in opposition to the Christian message, in the face of religious uh, opposition to the Christian message, and he boldly proclaimed and boldly shared the uh, the message of faith in Jesus with uh, people in every place where he went, regardless of the cost. And so Paul has learned truly to be content in every circumstance. Uh, He says at the beginning of this passage that he rejoiced greatly in the Philippians, renewing their ministry support to him, not because he was in need, but because previously they had not had an opportunity to renew it, and now they did. And there's great joy when we uh, come alongside of what the Lord is doing and serve the ministry purpose of God in the world so that the kingdom might grow. There's such great joy in that when we link arms with other believers in accomplishing the work of God in the world. Uh, Paul says, I'm not saying it's good that you renewed your support because I needed it specifically because I have grown to be content in whatever the circumstances I'm facing. He says, I know what it is to have needs. I know what it is to have plenty. But I've learned the secret to being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Now, I would say most of us have not learned that secret. And most of us fall prey to the subtle or not-so-subtle cultural messages that we are not quite measuring up in comparison to all of our friends and neighbors, co-workers. uh, And it drives us to view our lives through the lens of lack or scarcity or want, rather than to view our lives through the richness of the lens of God's will. It's not for us, per se, to determine what God's will for our lives is, but it is ours to learn to be content with the situation that God puts us in, if God has put us there. Now, if our stupid decisions have put us there, or if our laziness have put us there, that's a whole other matter. But if we're in a situation that God has placed us in, who are we to question his will? Who are we to question the path that he has us on? 
There have been times on my journey when God needed me to be in a place of poverty to get my attention so that my physical material poverty would drive me to my knees and see rightly my spiritual poverty in the context of of what was really missing in my life. It wasn't that the material accoutrements of life were missing. It was that a close, trusting walk with Jesus was what was truly missing. And when he brought me to my knees uh, physically uh, by lacking uh, lots of uh, material resources, he brought me to my knees realizing my true need was him all along. And sometimes he places us in situations to get our attention. Sometimes he places us in situations so that we might simply trust him more. And so we ought not question where God has placed us if God has placed us there. Now, we ought to bring into um, question any situation we arrive in that we have put ourselves in that leads us wanting, that leads us lacking, <laughs> uh, or because we're simply not putting forth the effort. Now, uh, if we will acknowledge that and confess that, God will, God will meet us in it and help us and will get us back on track. But what Paul is talking about is the secret to contentment, no matter the situation God has placed us in, because we know that he will provide for us in that place. And he affirms that in verse 13 when he says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. When we rest in God's provision, nothing we face is too big for us. When we rest in his provision and leadership, there is no place God puts us that is not the right place for us. And we ought to learn, like Paul, to sit back and be content until God says move. Because we're likely going in the wrong direction if we move before he tells us to. All right, my friends, I am moved and challenged by this passage and grateful for it, and I hope that you are too. Let's make sure that we are clearly seeking the Lord for a spirit of contentment in the situation that he has us in, in, the, in, in seeking out his will for us and, and asking him to clarify and make that so very clear and so very real for us. And then let's settle in and be content with where our Lord has us, because if it's his will, it will be what's best. All right, my friends. God bless. Take care.